Hey, welcome back to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast. So I couldn't get my hubby on today. We are having a wonderful 10th wedding anniversary. So thank you all of you for all of the congratulations. You know, we made it this far, you know, messages and things like that. I truly appreciate it. But since I couldn't get hubby on to talk with me, but don't worry, he'll be on again soon. I decided that I am going to bring to you a really, really fun, just enlightening conversation that I had with one of my favorite people, and you may know her as Hem. So Hem is one of my besties that I do coffee and cards with a lot. We have done cards and mimosas and love readings and Halloween readings. We always have a blast. So she spends a lot of time with me on coffee and cards that I do Sundays at 9 a.m. in the Rise Into Power group and also on my Facebook page. So this is a really cool conversation that we had. We just wanted to see what we could channel from spirit, what kind of messages, what kind of things that we have learned that she has learned specifically in her really interesting life that could really help us out going forward in our journey. So a couple of things that we talk about is like coming out of the spiritual closet, walking with the angels, the importance of grounding, you know, really um, working on the lower energy centers, you know, your chakras, and then also stepping into love and owning your gifts. So those are a couple of the conversations that we're going to have today. Just kind of sit back and relax. This is girl time. If there's any guys watching, you are totally um, welcome to spend this little girl time with us. So definitely kick up your heels and grab yourself a drink and let's get to the conversation. Thank you, Hem, for joining me today. I am so happy that you are here. Hello, Heather. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yes. And I know that many people listening probably know you from joining me on Coffee and Cards that I usually host yep. on Sunday mornings. But now I love that we get to know you on a little bit of a deeper level. And every time that we talk, I know we're always talking about angels. We're always talking about all things metaphysical and spiritual. But before we dive into all that kind of communication, I think it'd be really interesting to talk about how you grew up because you grew up way differently than me. First off, you're in London, right? <laughs> or outside <laughs> of London. <laughs> yes. And you okay. actually grew up knowing that you had abilities. Is that true? Kind of yes and no. Um, it's not kind of correct. Oh, basically, I was born in London. So I was born in London. I was born quite sickly. So there's quite a big hospital in London called Westminster. And I spent a lot of my early childhood there. So it wasn't actually that I knew that I was, I had these gifts. It's that I knew I was different. Let's put it that way. I was quite sick. I wasn't, I was quite poorly, very poorly as a child, very unwell, always kind of a little bit weak, a little bit less than everybody else being strong. And I always couldn't do things, but there was something about me. Like I could hear things I could hear. I always used to call it my special friend <laughs> or, you know, my imaginary friend. I used to think there was just someone that looked after me because I was so sick. And that's kind of how I saw it back then when I was very small, right? When I was kind of around sort of, because you've got to remember, I was taken away from my mother at naught, literally. When I was born, they took me away and took me to a, the Westminster Hospital in London, away from where I was born. And so I wasn't with her. So from that point, I actually think it started right away. It's just, I didn't know. Although it was 
accurate that I remember it now. I didn't know it actually at the time as I got older, let's say. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first I'm, I'm so happy that you're with us, right? I feel like <laughs> a lot of us that were born you know, sick and that kind of thing, we are the ones that with a really high purpose because even, even myself, I spent like my first Christmas in the hospital when I was a baby. And I hear a lot of us, we come into the world, you know, under some crazy circumstances. So my heart goes to you for surviving that, but I know that you know how incredibly strong you are now because you have been fighting since you were little but you said that you had like an imaginary friend that you would talk to because I want to learn more about that because I was always <laughs> jealous of people who had a, a imaginary friend I used to pretend that I had an imaginary friend because I wanted I wanted one so badly so you actually had one now did you actually see this friend yeah, I did. You see, the thing is, for me, I knew there was someone there. It's just that we are trained and conditioned to believe not to think that. We're told it's, oh, it's just something you're seeing. When you're little, it's okay. They let you have it. You're allowed. You are allowed when you're little. But as you get older, it's stop that. Stop talking to that person. You can't talk to yourself. You're a little bit crazy. <laughs> you kind of get that message, right? So, yeah, I did see um, spirit and I saw angels. Spirit actually probably more so than angels at the time. And the reason was, the reason I kind of switched off anyway was because it seemed really crazy. I could see people everywhere. I could see angels everywhere. And I had such an open sense that it was like quite frightening for a little person because, and, you know, I, I was trying so hard to hold everything together and I had information that I shouldn't have had. And my world was bigger than it should be at that age. Let's put it like that. So, yeah. Wow, your world was bigger than it should be because you were tuning into things like the people around you weren't. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So do you remember like the first time like you saw an angel? Okay. The first time I saw angels is not accurate because it was recenter. So I was older. Now the reason was because I started with my clairvoyance later I was very clear cognizant okay the thing was the first spirit I saw was when I when I was very very young now I had we had a flat it was this two-bedroom flat right and I had this massive great room it was this big room and I was this tiny little girl right it was a massive room with this double bed and we had one of these things and I don't know what you guys call them we call them deck chairs they're like the ones you take to the seaside have this very tiny one for a small girl and it was it's kind of sitting positioned in my big room, like away from my bed. And one morning I woke up and I could see loads and loads of spirit just standing there, loads of them, just loads of them. I even remember some of them visually and facially now standing in my room. Now I thought, I just closed my eyes, obviously, you know, like when you're very little and you really close your eyes and you squeeze them shut, hoping that when you open them, all of those things will be gone. But they are still there. And then they were saying things to me like, it's okay, you're safe, don't worry. And I was thinking, I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming. I'm just dreaming. And I said it enough that eventually I couldn't see them anymore. And that's kind of how wow. it went. Oh my gosh. And so that was your first time like seeing spirit? I was about three, I would say two or three. Yeah. And you've seen like several of them in your room? There was loads. They used to start. In fact, that is one of my major problems with spirit. And you know, because Heather knows me, I don't do spirit connection so much as I do angel connection. And the reason for this is because 
the spirit connection just becomes over overpowering i end up with like a thousand and it's like a really packed bus station and i just go i don't know who to talk to and that's kind of how it was when i was little they would just hang around me like and they just hang around me and be chatting and i'd be like i don't really know where i can see you because nobody else everyone else says you're not there so in the end i started to believe everybody else that they weren't there and that's actually what happened as time went by wow wow and then you said that they talked to you like did was it telepathically was like through the mind through your thoughts you know it's really really weird when I think about it now because no not when I was little that's not how I felt it I would talk to them and I could hear them talking back I could see them and I just like you right now I could hear them and see them just like you right now wow that is so amazing because it you know we always were told that kids you know they can see and hear things that we can't you know probably because they're more more open that kind of thing they don't have like you know judgment passed down upon them or it's even encouraged sometimes to like oh yeah go (laughs) ahead you know where we seem like we're kind of like looney tunes and that kind of thing (laughs) and so growing up like that happened now I'm curious like how did your parents react your family were they open to that kind of thing or well, as I said, I did close myself to it because I thought I was kind of mad. <laughs> so I just thought, there's something not right. Why am I seeing all this stuff? I, you've got to remember, I mean, I, I had a very interesting childhood because I was in and out of hospital. And I spent maybe from naught till nine years old, I was in and out of hospital. I was never not without something being done to me, some kind of procedure being done to me. And I think that actually on a level the reason that I felt the way I did and I could see the way I could see was because I was within the two worlds because I constantly had my heart stopped when I went through procedures and things like that and I think that really opened me up to spirit so yeah but the thing is as I got older I closed the door I literally did I closed the door I went no go away I don't want to be crazy people think I'm crazy I'm not crazy and I don't hear you anymore and I literally told them no go away don't want to hear you anymore and I probably was a little bit hurt because I haven't come back (laughs) well you know they do come back sometimes but they're very reticent now to bother me but I I really um I felt so afraid of being different because it wasn't really okay back then it wasn't okay to be saying you could hear and speak to people or whatever and my mum and dad I don't think they would have been averse to it but I never told them because I was such a sensitive child. I already knew what would go down well and what wouldn't. So, yeah. Wow. And then in all of the time that you were going in and out of the hospital, were you seeing the spirits or angels? Did you have any kind of events that happened during that time? God, that's, that's asking me something. I can't even remember back before <laughs> I was like, I don't know, like, 20 <laughs> back before then my memory is atrocious and um, I do recall one time in a hospital um it was kind of weird I was in my bed in that children's ward and I do remember saying to the nurse oh the doctor came in and spoke to all of us and she said that no doctor came in I said no the doctor came in and spoke to all of us and a lot of them were like a couple of the kids were like no there was no one but some of them did see the doctor too and I do remember that and, and I even remember the doctor's name and it was really strange because everybody all the other nurses were like every time they came to me like there was no other doctor the doctor hasn't come yet he did he's not here yet the doctor for your ward he's not here yet so I do remember that but it was really 
I just got to the place where I started to doubt myself and just said to myself, oh, maybe I'm actually just imagining these things. And maybe I'm just trying to, because obviously being as unwell as I was and feeling as bad as I was and being in and out of sort of being treated um, and then having operations done to me and that kind of thing, you could have said that my mind wasn't in the place where it was lucid, okay? And I didn't have full capacity. So I just said to myself, as I got older, no, I think it was just that you were in a very, very vulnerable situation and therefore you were making things to protect yourself. But actually, when I think back to that doctor, I can see him still clearly now like he was there. So, yeah, and, and the things he said to me as well are quite interesting because I remember them now and I still go by some of the stuff he said to me. So, yeah, it is interesting. Oh, my goodness. You want to leave us hanging and not tell us what the spirit doctor said? Is it going to remain <laughs> a secret? It's a personal I can say it, but it's kind of controversial right now. <laughs> oh, well, it would be slightly controversial. He said to be really aware of the fact that even when you're in hospital or even when you were being taken care of, that you needed to be able to know your own mind and to listen to what they were telling you and to understand it from a really deep perspective. He said that to me. He didn't probably use the word perspective. That's probably me right now. Because I think he used quite sort of low words. So I understood. But I do remember him saying to me, always remember you're, um, you're the one who we're working with, not the other way around sort of thing. I do oh remember my. him saying that. But I think that that is such like a beautiful message though, too, because it makes so much sense because, you know, as when you were talking and I was hearing those words, you know, a lot of memories came flooding up of how you hear, you know, doctors say, oh, you only have this amount of time to live or you'll never walk again, or this is, you know, your diagnosis. And then people overcome the odds every single time. And I feel like, you know, what you received really was that divine spiritual connection, right? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. <laughs> so you said that you got away from it, you know, you kind of like closed down. When did you start opening back up? Well, let's talk to when I closed down first before we move to when I opened up. So basically teenagers came and who wants to be talking to anything in teenagers? I found alcohol. <laughs> I found fun, I found nightclubs, I found joy. And all of those things seem just so far removed. And also, you know, when you're messing with like drinking and, and enjoying yourself and not sleeping so well because you're burning the candle at both ends and university and things like that, the last thing you're going to be able to tap into really is spirit because you are kind of, well, you can, don't get me wrong, you can, but it's not the most accurate connection so during that time I, I really didn't really have that much to do with it and I did to be fair I did do tarot cards I've always done tarot and I've always done oracle cards and stuff I mean back then it was mostly tarot there weren't really many of these oracle decks out on the market right so it was tarot and the the funny thing about the whole tarot thing was it's not like I ever wanted to be a tarot reader or ever thought it was anything I'd do but at the age of 11 a friend bought them for me it was really strange. And I remember saying to her, why are you giving me these cards? Why are you giving me these? I was like, uh, no, I don't even know. But I've got this real fascination with art. I love imagery and I love um, the beauty of like paintings and things like that. And she'd given me a really particularly beautiful deck. And then I, I don't know, it's like anything, isn't it? You know, young and you're inquisitive and a bit curious. So I just started reading them. And then that was that. It never stopped. I've been reading since I was 11. I never, ever stopped at that. Never stopped at that. 
Um, however, then later on, I, I went out with a guy and he gave me another set, which are the ones I use to date, right? I've kept those. And then later than that, so very, very recent, really, the angel connection was quite strong um, about, well, I say recent, it's not recent, but it's recent to me. I still think I'm young, <laughs> but yeah, but um, fairly recent, I suppose, not in my team. So a bit later than that, I started to connect to angels because I did a lot of meditation. Then I trained in Reiki and then I knew. And that was when I knew. But I have to be honest, Heather, honey, Heather, it was you really that pulled me out of the closet because I was hiding. <laughs> yes. I think that we've talked about that before. Like I just kind of like opened up the closet. You were sitting in there. I just yanked you out. <laughs> I was crying. She dragged me out. <laughs> yes because you're so gifted and you have so much amazingness to share with the world. So I'm glad that, you know, you weren't even kicking and screaming coming out of the closet. I think that you were like, okay, fine. You know, like, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll finally do it. And so, because I didn't, you just have such a beautiful like connection, almost like I always talk about past loved ones all the time. It's like, every time I'm talking to you, you're always like, you were so tight with your angel. So do you find that there is more than one angel that you talk to than like another? I talk to or, tons of angels, tons, tons of them, tons, tons of <laughs> angels. Honestly, they are, they drop into my awareness all over the place. I can't do anything without them just going, oh, what about this? Or what about this? And I, I now know who they are. I now know what they are. I know, and I can tell, you know, people say to me, how do you know which angel is which? And I say, well, I know my parents from each other. I know my friends from each other we all have our own energetic signature so I do know who they are and because I'm very clairvoyant now I can see them so it's not as if I can really it's harder to doubt yourself when you can actually see than it is when you're like when I was claircognizant I doubted myself completely because it was all in the knowing so claircognizance is all in the knowing it's like you know something and you're aware but it just drops into your awareness and you just know that answer yet for me while I knew those answers I just sounded like I was a bit of a know-it-all to be honest mm. rather than that I you know that I had some kind of a gift whereas with clairvoyance um you can see and I can just see I can see them standing there it's, it's wonderful it's really beautiful but yeah as I say there's no particular angel because I work with um be like angels of light so I don't tend to work I do work with the bigger angels that everybody knows but the angels of light all different angels and they've got different names and even when they give me the names they say they are just giving you a name for you not because that's their name really as such so yeah yes. it is lovely I know everyone's like so obsessed with like getting names of their spirit guides, getting names of their angels. And it's like, literally, they could care less what you call them, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> just as long as you're reaching out to them and you're talking to them. Right. And so now, okay. This is like a really great topic too, because I have people all the time reaching out saying, Hey, how can I see angels? How can I see spirit? You know, and you actually went through that process. Now, what really helped you go from, you know, just knowing and then feeling like a know-it-all, you know, to going ahead and being someone that could actually like see them. Do you have any tips or anything like that for us? Yeah, I do. You see, the thing is, what happens is we're quite resistant. So we start at resistance because we want more than we've already got. 
But what I always say is start to ground your energy and start to actually work on your own energy field and work on your own um, expansion rather than contraction. So if there's anything in your life that's broken, it's to start working on that. So self-love and things. Obviously, I'd say self-love because I'm a self-love girl. But you know what I'm like about (laughs) self-love. So, you know, self-love. But then obviously working on your own inner center as well. One of the things I think is the biggest thing to helping with your connection and building it up is being grounded. We are so reticent to be grounded when we're empathic sensitive soul when we already have these abilities what we tend to do is we tend to tap into the higher level and become completely ungrounded this is not going to work because when you're ungrounded it's going to be very hard to up level your abilities and the senses that you have so what happens then is you become a little bit kind of I I call it inaccurate kind of wonky reading so you start to sense things and you be aware of things but they're not accurate because you're not in your fullest potential because you need to be connected to Gaia to Mother Earth as well as to the higher centers to the upper consciousness energy of the heavens right whereas what happens is most of us try and reach up into the higher chakras so we want to work on our heart we want to work on our throat we want to work on our third eye we want to work on our crown oh no we really have to start with your root start with your sacral and start with your solar plexus because those are your powerhouses and they're the ones that will hold you back if they're not being worked on so yeah that would be my tip major tip the major major tip and you have no idea how many points that you've hit on right so it was so funny I did a couple of chakra reports um this morning where I tune into people's chakras and mm-hmm. every single one of them that I have done so far the ta- like their third eye their crown chakra is like huge right and like <laughs> the lower chakras are like not spinning so well at all and it was so funny too because when you were talking a little bit earlier I felt myself becoming ungrounded it's almost like a part of me is hearing about the angels and here I just I start raising my vibration up even subconsciously and then I had to start setting the intention to like come back down to earth you know what I mean and respect my body so I love how you were talking about being in tune with mother nature because I completely agree like we need to you know respect our bodies respect our earthly existence you know and that will be key to opening ourselves up you know like I think you said it better than I, but I think it's just, wow. It's like really phenomenal. And I just have to add to, cause I know there's so many people listening being like, I don't want to hear that. Right. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear it, but it's like, it is so true. Isn't it? It's like, yeah. once you start respecting yourself, becoming grounded, and when she says grounding, it's really about how would you explain grounding? And then can you give us some tips to ground? Right. Because okay. this is one of the keys that you were talking about that could really help us see spirit. You see, grounding, I, when I help people with grounding, I always kind of be a bit bespoke because everyone's a little bit different. But one of the things that I would say is to work on your energy centers, your lower energy centers. So it's to meditate on those areas. And I know everyone hates meditation, but you know what? Spend a minute, 60 seconds, right? On meditating on your root chakra and bringing love to that center and really intending you're connecting to earth so bring roots down through the area through your abdomen down through your legs all the way down into the ground start to feel that now lots of people say to me it doesn't work i can't root myself it never works i get it i do get it what i would say to you is to keep doing it it's not because it doesn't work it's because we need 
we're kind of go, go, go culture. We want everything to happen now. Nothing happens now. That's life. And, you know, within the spiritual context, things take time. And yes, we don't have time, yet we live in a time-based world. So we have to understand that we have to give ourselves and our body the space to start moving to becoming more healed. I'd also recommend things like body work. So yoga, do yoga, do a lot of movement. And, you know, movement can be something as simple as putting on a track that's crazy, but moving and being in your body, really feeling in your body. Activities that involve you needing to be really in your body and in your mind also help. So if you're doing a puzzle or something that forces you to be within, because a lot of this is about the fact that we try to reach outside of ourselves all of the time. So work on the root, the sacral and the solar plexus. Now the solar plexus is really important because it's your powerhouse. We are all, and I say everybody probably has a little bit of this. We tend to be rooted in giving power away. And that is not going to work because then when you try to tap in to upper consciousness or to spirit, you start to feel things in ways that may be uncomfortable for you and then you might pull away. So when you get these centers really secure and work on sending love to those centers, I'd always say send love, work with that one minute meditation for love, right? But just start there, then start to do things like, but I would actually, before I go on, I would like to say do things like gardening as well and walking, touch a tree. People laugh at me with this one, but honestly, no word of a lie. If you touch a tree, you're going to bring yourself back down to earth. Um, even eating, but this isn't overeating. This is like making sure you eat, hydrating properly. All of these things bring us back to earth. So it's being of this earth as opposed to in spiritual being constantly. So being of this earth rather than just spiritual beings. And I, look, guys, I get it because I was the same. I wanted to be out of this world all of the time. And the reason you've probably developed that is because of protective mechanisms. If you've gone through anything traumatic in childhood or if you've had experiences that were just no good, even if it wasn't in childhood, difficult relationships, they can make us want to separate ourselves from our body so we feel safe. However, the real way of getting yourself safe is to go back into your body and to trust in that space as your home. Wow. I'm just kind of speechless, to be honest, because it's so, so, so good. Because with all the knowledge that I have, it's like listening to you talk. I'm like, wow, because it makes sense in so many different levels, right? Because if you're tuning into your body, then you're also going to be paying attention to the foods that you're eating that can also have an effect on your spiritual connection, right? If you're more into your body, then, you know, like we have to understand too, is that when we see, we're seeing with muscles in our eyes, you know? So it's like, you don't know what's going on there. Maybe you need to drink some more water, not just to hydrate yourself, but maybe it's to also lube up those muscles in your eyes that you haven't been using that could actually help you communicate and see spirit and angels a little bit better. And it's wow. It, I, you know what I decided, you know, I, I think I'm going to share my story the first time that I saw an angel, because around this time I was actually doing the meditation, like you talked about, right. About tuning into those energy centers and I was doing it. And as you know, me, right. I am definitely the go, go type person. Tell me what I need to do. I'll go and get it done. Right. I'm not really one for like, um, like, what is it called? Like 
like woohoo fur fuzzy kind of thing right so but it was really interesting because when I did that meditation it was in around my you know solar plexus sacral chakra area and I tuned in and I all I started crying I started crying because my body was like you got to stop eating what you are and I thought it was coffee things like that I'm like oh I'm so sorry you know I won't drink coffee anymore but come to find out it was gluten and I don't have celiacs or anything else like that, but my body doesn't like gluten and it was hurting me. So as soon as I took gluten out of my diet, that's the day that I was sitting there and I was watching this guy give a speech for our class that I was in. And as he was walking, I could see his aura and I've never seen auras just on accident before. And I remember being like, is anyone else seeing this? It was a bright orange aura. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, it looked like it was an angel appearing behind him. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. And it was white and it just got taller and kind of bigger. And then I was like, I was scared. I, I was honestly scared. I knew it was an angel, but it kind of freaked me out. And then the angel looked like it was holding like a baby. And I, oh my gosh. It was so crazy. And then that's when I ended up doing a Long Island medium kind of situation. And I didn't know this, but they just lost their son. And so the angel was holding their son. So I thought that was a beautiful story, but it completely 1000% resonates with everything that you said about opening up to your gifts. Oh my gosh. Wow. You're just like, you're so on fire. (laughs) Okay. So now you've opened up, I've thrown you out of the spiritual closet, right? (laughs) (laughs) I've thrown you. Thrown me out, yeah. I've thrown you out. You are out. You are actually, you created something called the self-love, self-care system. Yeah, my what I do, um, really, I started it coaching with the self-love, self-love, self-care system. I took the the out and um, I started with coaching and I wanted to help people who had like low self-esteem. And you see, a lot of people with gifts, empaths, sensitives, they don't have any love. They don't have any self-worth. They don't have any self-esteem. And I wasn't any better. You know, I didn't have any of those things. And then we attract toxic people who control manipulate coerce us so I wanted to help people to step into love step into true honest real self-love not kind of wishy-washy words because for a long time the word self-love was all there was bandied about you didn't really know what it was you thought maybe you could go buy yourself a jumper you'd feel a bit better and that was a bit of love but actually it's so much more than that it's so much more than that and it's so much about understanding where you come from what are your stuck places what hurts you what upsets you in the world what needs to be healed within you and as I say to everyone it's always about healing within first was we've been taught quite a lot really in society that you know we have to look after the whole world well you know actually you don't look after yourself first nothing's going to work outside of yourself for you you know you know I mean you have that thing don't you you know when you get on the plane and they say put your mask on first then attend to your children you know, I know we've got a really strange space at the moment where that message is kind of being toppled or topsy-turvy. But yeah, it is really important. And that's kind of why I do the self-love thing. But it's interesting because when I started self-love, self-care system, I wasn't thinking to do readings or to do the angel work. But the angels kept pushing me and saying, do this. And I was like, yeah, that sounds terrible. And then they say, do this. And I'd be like, no, 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 really. I really don't want to do that. And then they brought me a Heather and I had to actually... 
by that time I'd heard it so much that when I met her I was like okay I get it I get it I get it so yeah it's like they are there they're there for all of us the angels and they're there to help every single one of us and the self-love message came from them anyway because they needed me to love myself or I was never gonna really tap into them the way I do now I mean they were always there Uh, you know I told you guys about the whole thing with me in hospital and one of the things I learned was that they were always with me they kind of they kind of almost were my de facto parents they were just always with me I never didn't have them there so when I used to say I didn't trust when I was young and I'd get angry about things the angels would be like well we're here we're here and I'd be like well you're just a voice in my head whereas now I can see them outside of myself and hear them outside of myself even within myself sometimes but it actually reminds me of a story and it's actually about me and Heather one time we were doing one of her coffee and cards and Heather said I was really ungrounding her and that was the one day I called all the angels in I actually called them in I never told you at the time because you you were like oh my god girl you're making me so ungrounded today and it was because I'd called them all in and I'd never done it before normally when we did our readings I'd just done them I'd just done them naturally and said you know if you're going to help help from there but no I'd called them all into my energy field and into my energy so yeah it's quite interesting because people do feel it when I'm working with them like even my clients say when I do healings and stuff they say it's amazing what you've got because they can feel it and they said they've never felt anything like it before but it's yeah it's just the way I work but as I say I think I've always been with them and I don't think it's so much a part of me that I don't think I could ever know anything different so when people ask me about it I'm just like I don't know it's just I've always had it I've always felt this support and love from them and even when I was so broken when my relationship fell apart and I was really broken they were still there in fact if anything they were the ones that helped me actually it wasn't just angels spirit helped me as well deceased relatives helped me and got me out of that in a way that was phenomenal the speed at which I managed to actually get the whole thing ended like dissolved was so fast actually getting away from him took a bit longer but I think maybe I needed to learn a few things Oh, wow. Yes. So before we go, because you know me, I could talk to you forever, right? Do you have any advice for someone or who does not feel like the angels near them, maybe doesn't feel supported, who is going through kind of like a rough time, right? Do you have any advice for them? Is there anything they should look out for? Is there anything that they should try if they want to get a closer bond? You see, the bond with angels is actually always there. And what it is, is to be in trust and faith. Now, when we're not in trust and faith is when we don't recognize that they're with us all the time. The angels say constantly, and they say this every single day, we are here for you, just call upon us. The thing is, you know, we have free will and we have divine will, but we have free will. So the angels will never, ever, ever do anything without your permission. They will never do it. So we have to believe and trust and have so much faith that we trust that if we ask them, they will hear us. Now, often I'm asked and people say to me, yeah, but hen, I've asked them. It still hasn't happened. I said, well, where's your faith barometer right now? Where's your trust? Trust is, and you know, they will, they will test you on this because this is how much they love us. The trust thing means it brings us to a space where we get more and more close to them. The angels are not, I mean, people say, are they playing games? Blah, blah, blah. No, that's never it. What it is, it's your love, your own love, 
assisting you to be stronger in yourself. So when you say, I'd like this to happen and it doesn't happen, what are you doing that is resistant to the angels helping you? What within you doesn't feel deserving? Where within you is your self-esteem saying, no, angels, I don't want this gift. You ask them, they're willing to give it to you. But guess what? When we stand on the other side of that gift, we can't receive it. And that's what happens. They're always there. They're never not there. And I know for those that don't believe in people that are skeptical, and I'm going to tell you something, I was. I was a massive great cynic. I was always a bit like, well, it's a load of old. No, it's baloney. It's woo-woo. This isn't me. I'm not that kind of person. I'm practical. I'm down to earth. I'm logical. I was that kind of person. But there was something odd about me in the sense that I had this love in me, this love that I can't explain to you guys. The love I have is so big. And that was when I realized it was their love. And that's what it is. Find your central self. Find your authentic self. And that's when you tap into the truth. Your guardian angel is never not with you. They are with us all of the time. And even when we feel like we have been left all alone, we're walking on our own, they're actually carrying us. You're never yes. on your own. Never, oh. ever. And they're saying to me to say, actually, that, in truth, what happens is that it's our pain stories, our, well, you know, the conditioning that's told us we're not right, we're not lovely, we're not kind, that makes us unable to hear them. So, and the other thing is, oh, they're asking me to say this too, so I'm going to have to say it. They're saying, also, if you're doing too many, say, recreational drugs or abusing your body or not looking after yourselves, it's going to be really hard for you to hear them if you even if you ask they will do their utmost to bring you what you need yet if you're doing those things to yourself your actual receptors are so low they're on such a low level so if you imagine it like a volume control your volume control is so low you're just going to find it so hard to hear that or even attune to the gift and the messages that they're sending to you but you know tap into the start of it tap into feathers when you ask them for a feather tap into the pennies when you see a penny remember or, or whatever sense i don't know what you guys call them what do you guys call them in, in the states <laughs> like like a smell a scent. yeah a scent. yeah so if you see it in the street pick it up and give gratitude to the fact that they're giving you a message that they're saying they're there with you there's little things you might see a, a sign like a banner you know, and it might say a message on it that you need to hear. Step into that, step into receiving them, because that's the other thing. You ask a question and then you don't want to see the messages that are all right around you. They're standing in front of you. You go into the, I don't know, you go into the surgery or the doctors or the uh, community center and the words say no. And you see no everywhere, but you, because you've asked, is it yes or no? And you see it, but you don't see the signs. And it, they're saying to me, wake up to your signs. They're your signs. And you know, the angels say they are bringing you a message, but you're also bringing you a message. And that is to have faith and trust in your own self. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, that is such like a perfect way to end, you know, this conversation. It has to end sooner or later. So that is a perfect, <laughs> a perfect goodbye. But before we get off here, where can everyone find you if they want some more hem in their life? <laughs> they can find me at www.selfloveselfcaresystem.com. And also I have two Facebook pages. They are self-love self care system 
coaching. Oh, I've said that wrong. I'm really rubbish. <laughs> it's self-love, self-care coaching system and self-love, self-care angel system pages. I have, And I also have a YouTube channel. I'm really shy about my YouTube channel, but I'm being told I have to be more brave and to say about it. And that's the self-love, self-care system. So yeah, you'll find me on there. And the angels are actually at the moment bringing through a lot more messages. So I will be bringing through more on YouTube of their messages um so yeah like have a little listen if you want to find out what they have to say oh we definitely will well thank you so much ham for joining us today and thank you everyone for listening and we will talk to you soon